Burlesque moms have it all. Careers, family, and that glamorous showgirl lifestyle. Okay, maybe it isn't always glamorous, but it's a lot of fun. And as a working mom, grown-up fun is not always easy to find. These are the adventures of four fabulous friends who just happen to be burlesque moms. Aloha! Welcome to Burlesque Moms, an entertaining and informative peek behind the curtain, below the bar, and into the laundry basket. I am Sadie Vine, the divine double diva of Maui Burlesque. I'm Lily Olay, Maui's tropical burlesque princess. I'm Miss F-Bomb, the hottest weapon in the burlesque arsenal. And I'm Bourbon Lane, a warm shot of burlesque whiskey. All right, well, let's get the important things out of the way. All right, what's everybody drinking? Miss F-Bomb? I am having a lovely drink. It is Amador on the rocks, this wonderful Amador whiskey on the rocks to warm me up on this not cold, cold fall slash winter (laughs) evening slash afternoon. What time is this? Kind of high 70s Maui afternoon. (laughs) It's cold for Maui, if, if you cozy, don't know. Cozy drink for cozy times, you know, whatever. <laughs> right, right. All right, Miss Lily. Oh, well, I, you know, I like that ready-made cocktail since I'm not really, I, I, it's better I don't have bottles of hard alcohol in my house. So I got one of those <laughs> pre-made. Even at the holidays? Come on. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to finish the year out in the same relationship and, and you know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so it's one of those pre-made margarita mixes I got. And then I I really like my little flavored tincture CBD oil. So I put a little okay. mango on it and then it becomes Ooh. this like tropical Ooh. mango margarita. But once again, if I fall asleep in the middle of the podcast, you know why. But Scott <laughs> prefers that. I'm drunk and I'm tired instead of If drunk I disappear, it's because I went over to Lily's to grab one of those. <laughs> they're awesome. It's this brand high on nature and they're these CBD tinctures and they come in all these different flavors you can make cocktails and anyway I like on them. nature <laughs> yeah you know like yeah i, I get know. it <laughs> <laughs> so little shout out to a friend's company well i am i'm taking a, a note out of sadie vine's book here i'm drinking a and t but Ooh. who are you no but <laughs> I had to add a little Italian flair to it, mostly because I've been cooking with a lot of basil. So I added some basil and lemon to my g and It's very fresh and, I don't know, I have a lot of basil, like a ridiculous amount. And so I'm like looking at recipes, I'm like, what can I use the basil for besides pesto? I've had 3,000 things of pesto, basil g and Lends I like that very nicely to cocktails. It does. So yeah. I, I feel like all my cocktails for like the next week are going to be just basil laid Basil themed. Also yeah. throw a little in a salad because we all know that bourbon loves salad. <laughs> yeah, trigger it. <laughs> Her favorite green things. <laughs> I think I think we all know it's meat, cheese, bread is my general diet. <laughs> well, you can add some basil to that. Just season it with some basil. I mean, I think basil and like salsa are the reasons why I don't, and, and just the citrus in my cocktails are the reasons I don't have scurvy. I mean, that's really, 
In our last episode, we talked about things we're thankful for. I think I'd like to say I'm thankful for the citrus in my cocktails and salsa for preventing my scurvy. So <laughs> what you got? Right, well, my husband, my husband made me a lovely, it's a bourbon sour with egg white. Son oh, of a motherless gum. beautiful. That looks and sounds so amazing. Fancy. Quite beautiful. And he put it in I, a lovely coop. A lovely coop. Um, my husband loves to add egg white to any cocktail because he loves a little foam to get on top. So he will yeah. add that to any cocktail he can just to add a little foam. So for those of you who don't know, if you add egg white to a cocktail, when you shake it, you usually want to do a dry shake, which means without ice. And then it'll create this frothy frothiness. Mm. And then you do a, a wet shake with the ice afterwards, cool it down. So the, the point of shaking is usually to cool down your cocktail. You add the ice and you shake so that it, it cools down the cocktail because you're not going to have it over ice. So you want it cold. So you shake it over ice. But with an egg white, you don't want the ice in there because it will it won't create the frothiness. So you do a dry shake with the ice or without ice to create the frothiness. Then you add the ice to cool it down and you get a lovely cocktail with a little foam on top that's from the egg white. And it's a beautiful, that's what I'm drinking. beautiful oh, silky texture and mouthfeel. Please, please use either I mean, it very fresh egg whites or pasteurized egg whites. Just, yeah. just to be safe. It sounds a little Not weird it. with the egg whites, but I mean, it it does make for a lovely cocktail. And it really does. I've never you go egg white. You never go back. It's so good. I've never understood how they made it. Like it, it's it's such a weird contradiction. Like I'm putting egg white. It is so good. And I've never understood how people could make it. And yeah. I, yet I've seen Aaron do it. And I'm like, I don't know how he does this. It's all about the dry shake and then the wet shake. Yep. I think some people just have better skills at making cocktails. Like F-bomb's really good at making cocktails. True. I suck. And that's why I have to pour mine out of a can because I'm just not good at the... <laughs> There's I'm also not wrong with that. It takes patience, which is, you know... When you're making That's a cocktail, who's patient? You want to drink the damn cocktail. So that, you know, there is some challenge to it. And you but. have to read measurements. So. And you guys know I'm very bad at reading measurements. Like when I got uh, Jack the sombrero hat and it showed <laughs> up and it was a mini sombrero hat and would have fit my dog. Yeah. It was very much a spinal tap moment where instead of getting this giant Stonehenge <laughs> or giant sombrero, she gets a mini, mini, mini sombrero. I was like, what a deal. So this week we are going to talk about producing which is one of my favorite things about burlesque is that I get to produce. I never really thought about it before. I always, you know, thought like the idea of directing, but once we started producing burlesque, once we kind of figured out how to produce burlesque, I love producing burlesque. I love coming in from the the, the top and figuring out all of the things that are going to go into the show. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about producing, not just in burlesque, but like producing outside of burlesque. So I think we'll spend the first, maybe the first half talking about producing burlesque shows and the second half talking about how you produce like a kid's birthday party kind of in a similar way. And I think we have similar approaches. I think we take similar approaches to, to both. So we'll see, we may mix it all up and talk about it, but those are kind of the two approaches we're going to take to producing. Mm -hmm. So when we, when we decide to do a show, obviously there's, there's a few things that have to come into play. We, we need to have a space to do the show. So contacting the theater and determining when it's always a good Mm -hmm. one, which you know, we, we, it has to work for not only the theater, but it has to work for us. When are we going to do our tech rehearsal? We like to do Saturdays because we can do a tech rehearsal in the afternoon and then our show at night. So that that's what we'd like to do. We've done other things before where you do a Friday with a tech rehearsal before, but those are all things you have to think of is when you're going to do it. 
When are you going to have this show? And then what are you kind of competing with? Is there another, like, I think our last show that we were going to have before COVID turned out there was like one of the other production companies on, on the island that we love mm-hmm. was producing a kind of similar show at the same time. And yeah. it was, it wasn't anything that either of us realized until it was too late. So that's always a good thing to think about is it's not only, you know, does that time work for everybody that you need? Is it competing with anything? Because our audience, a lot of our audience would be going to the same shows and if they have to choose, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this isn't so much a big deal if you're in a ginormous venue, like if you're in New York City or Vegas, you might have a few more people to pull from, but in a smaller environment, you really have to be conscious of the competition between venues because there are just less people, particularly less people who are interested in this type of show. So you really have to be right. cognizant of what's going on with other. Well, cause that could be events. performers too. Some of the people that we would want in our show could be in that show at the Correct. same time or, or in a theater. Or, but yeah. Yeah. So you're not just competing for audience. You're competing for performers. We're right. small. I mean, it's a small contingency. So. Too. There's, there's, you know, Oh yeah. Right. And if they're working another show, that doesn't help either. So, right. so that that's fig- figuring out the time, figuring out a theme. And we like, I mean, a theme is always good for a burlesque show because it kind of helps to corral everything and make everything coherent together. Mm-hmm. So in general, we always like to come up with a theme yeah. to, to help us. I mean, and, and there's always the ones, the, the things that don't fall necessarily directly into the theme and we'll, we'll have things that may not, but it, it helps to kind of, come up with what the show is and how everything works together to, to create some coherence. Um, then there's finding the performers. Who are we going to have in the show? So usually it's us. We, we always do. One, one useful thing about having a, a, our group is that we, we usually do at least one group member, if not two, and then we all have solos. So that provides like half of the show. And then we have to find the other half because we also can't be in everything because that doesn't allow for costume changes and things like that too. So we have to find the other half of the show, which for us, we have kind of our regulars that we go to. We're always looking for new people on the Island. We, we are very tied into the theater community. So we often pull from the theater community. That's where we get a lot of our people, but we also now have Miss F-bomb teaches. And so we pull from her class. That goes into a, a, an awesome base of performers now. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So sometimes we have like the class perform, but now we're actually getting solo performers from the class, mm-hmm. which is really awesome. It's awesome. Well, yeah, that Amuj Bush group that comes from <laughs> F-Bomb's classes and then our bar backs, our boy group. That's mm-hmm. also a great opportunity. Yeah, so we have kind people. of like our standards that we go to. We have some soloists that we've, we've worked with. Um, there's, there's another burlesque group on the island though they don't do as much as they used to we'll we'll usually ask them if they're interested um we tend to to try to involve you know people who are not necessarily doing burlesque either we bring in comedians please you want to talk about our comedians (laughs) um we like to bring in we've got a couple of local comedians that we fall back on pretty frequently we've got the fabulous ted anderson the Chino LaForge and Jason Strawn on occasion, who's also uh, double trouble, our graphic designer. Yeah. We definitely oh, double dip on a lot of people. Hey, I'm podcasting. Be quiet. Yeah, we, <laughs> we definitely, we definitely 
draw from the same people and, and double dip, as you said. We we love our people. We keep it in the family. There's definitely a family, and I think theater is always a little bit of a family. I mean, the theater people oh. are, you know, it's kind of like carnival people. Like we're, we just you're circus people. I mean, I'm I know it sounds a little yeah. derogatory, but you do create a family. You're with each other all the time. You're you're going to see each other in multiple productions, and so we pull from our friends and our family in in the industry for sure. Well, and people that show up, like, yeah, you know, that, like that, that we know, that we, we know we're going to like, they're going to show up with their number. They're going to be kind and professional backstage. They're like, you know, and, and you know, they're going to be fun to be a part of because none of us are really making any money off of this. This is a fun hobby yeah. that we're doing. So I think that's a major thing too, is people you can count on. You're like, oh, she all, like the Baroness, the Baroness always shows up. She shows up with a full number new ideas, a solid act, you know, like, and that's nice to just know, cool. We don't have to worry about that. Right. Yeah, definitely for me, from my, my, my perspective as a producer, I always look at, is this per person that I can, can trust that I know is going to show up and it's not going to flake out on me that I know is going to put together a number without needing a lot of help. And that they they're going to put together a number that's the show worthy, and that they're going to be a good presence backstage. We talk a lot about how great our backstage presence is, and a lot of that is because we pick people that we know are going to be great backstage. They're going to be positive. They're going to be helpful. They're going to be good backstage because of that. So, so that's definitely goes into our picking our people. Um, we have done a couple times where we do our pacey premieres, where we let people kind of um, apply. So it's, it's our new show and we, we open up applications and it's kind of our chance to, to allow people that maybe we don't have connections with. Cause a lot of times it's us calling on our connections and this is our show. The, the pasty premieres are our shows to like open it up to people beyond those connections. Mm -hmm. And we've met some cool people doing that. We got people from off Island who will come and do a show with us because they, they apply for it. So that's always really cool. And finding new people is always, is always really cool too. So it's kind of a balance between our, our standards that we know and trust and trying to bring in new elements as well. And we get some of that with the, the students from Ms. F-Bomb's class and some of that just by being open. We're, we're, we've worked now once with Rabbit, who's a singer on Island. She's a really awesome soul hip hop singer on Island who has, she has this great vibe. And we, we were able to get her into our Christmas, our virtual Christmas show last year. And I really want to get her on stage. She wasn't available for our last show, but I really want to get her on stage with us at one point. So we're always looking for performers. Mm -hmm. That's part of it too. And we understand like, it's hard to commit a lot. Things change and gigs come up and performances change but it's nice to know like like uh chino we were like oh my gosh and he was able for our show back in october our first live performance he was able to step in with a couple days notice and he did a great job and he pulled brought i feel like he brought some good um publicity for us too like all those little things and he was great backstage he was such a yeah. great presence backstage yeah i mean that's do we want to talk about why that's important like i mean just briefly like how sure. backstage because it's already stressful. Like we had stress the day of Tet for F bomb and her chickens, and then our 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 um, spot guy, his poor dog was not. Our I mean, lighting you know, designer, yeah, our lighting. lighting designer lost so his dog. When all that stress happens on top of the pre-show nerves and stress, having kind of like I don't know, you guys have a bit more theater ex experience than I mean, but. I'm, maybe you can help me find the words on what I'm trying to say. 
they having a calming presence. People backstage that are not going to make it stressful, that are not, yeah, you know, keep it fun, light, professional. It's it's a very, I mean, obviously theater is drama, but you don't want drama backstage. You don't want someone who's going to lose their shit every time anything happens and make it all about them. And and we really do curate our backstage. We don't let people come in, at least not twice and ruin our, our atmosphere because it is, it is fun. It should be fun. And the reason why yeah. a lot of our performers do perform with us because it is fun. I mean, even if we can't pay them the exact top dollar that they're worth, mm-hmm. it's fun to be it's in our, experience. it's a good yeah. experience. It's lighthearted and enjoyable. And I think that's a lot of, at least in my experience in theater in different States and countries, yeah. It's not always fun. <laughs> it's not well, always it's fun. Small that stage is. Like, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Rooms. This is a tiny little essentially. Okay. Well, so we'll talk a, a little bit Sorry. about the, 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 the crew yeah. and then we're going to take a quick break. Perfect. So I should devote the second half of the show to the crew, but I think we're going to devote the second half of the show to Perfect like party. kids parties, but the crew is also equally important. The kittens getting the, mm-hmm. the pickup kittens clear everything. Those that's very okay. important lighting designers, sound designers, mm-hmm. having the spot op that knows what they're doing. I mean, all oh, that yeah. is really important too. And finding somebody the right to people. Manage, honestly, one of the most important things that we do is some like assigning somebody to manage the show Yeah, when it's time to open. Like when the doors of the theater open and Sadie and Lillian <laughs> Urban and I are in performance mode, we are no longer available to problem solve. That's, right. we have to pass on the baby. Right. Having, the so show having somebody you can count on that knows the show, knows what needs to happen to make the show run is a freaking blessing. <laughs> it sure is a all, it's a team, isn't it? There takes, it's so many moving parts and it everything is. has to just keep going. So finding the all the right people, <laughs> not only the performers, but the crew is very important. So we're going to yeah. take a quick break, grab another drink, and then we'll come back and talk about how this kind of exactly relates to kids' parties. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> Okay, everybody, we are back from our short little break. Um, Cocktails filled and ready to go for more. So we're going to talk about kind of how burlesque production can apply to kids' parties or dinner parties or things like that. I think starting off, we talked about how with burlesque shows, we we like to have a theme. I think, you know, with parties, it helps to have a theme, decorating everything else having a theme is super helpful one year i asked my daughter what she wanted to have for her birthday party and she wanted alligators as a theme so i had and to figure out how to make alligators a theme oh. for her birthday party and it was it worked out but it, yeah it was like oh shit it was so cute we had batman for years we had batman themed birthday parties for like four years in a row used the same decorations <laughs> just you got know, him a bigger size batman costume the theme really does make it easier, just like with burlesque shows. Even as an adult, I find throwing a Halloween theme or a Thanksgiving theme or a luau. I mean, I throw luau's not in Hawaii, but like when I lived in the mainland, yeah, I would throw a luau. But the point is Hawaiian trucker theme. I remember it was the theme we used to have sometimes. It's so much easier than just having like a random yes. party. I, I mean, yes. maybe it's because I'm anal retentive. I don't know the reason, but I just find it easier to nail down even the food when you have a theme. I feel like with creativity, 
if you're not, if you're given a blank slate, you can't do anything. Like you're, you've just got too much, too many possibilities and, and it just opens up too much. So having a theme narrows things down just enough that you have like a playground to play in. And yeah, I mean, it's like, what your boundaries it's like scrolling are. On, on Pinterest. Do you type in party theme or do you type in like Game of Thrones party theme, like way yeah. easier. I mean, it's, it really way narrows different. it down. You get way different results and it'll make much more sense. So having a theme in that way helps a lot. And especially then you could go to Amazon and type in this theme <laughs> and then you get like practically a party in a box nowadays. Yeah. The balloons, the plates, the cups, the, I mean, it, they'll get you everything if you really want to, but yeah. that's kind of cool. Um, so yeah, so, so having a theme helps getting the right people involved. Definitely. Once again, just like burlesque. Yep. Have, have when you're right throwing invite. a party, don't go it alone. That's my oh, first God. rule. Don't delegate. Alone. Delegate. Delegate. Call yes. your friend, just like burlesque. <laughs> yeah. Lily's making a salad. What in <laughs> doubt? Lily's making a salad. That's what yeah. she does. She makes salads. Yeah. Have fun I don't make cocktails. cocktails. She's yeah. great at cocktails. <laughs> That's right. Uh, <laughs> bourbon's making meat cheese bread of some sort. Yeah, or dessert. Or dessert, or dessert, or, or dessert. Yeah. one of those oh, two. I mean, you, you know, you, you know what people can do. My mom, my mom makes a fabulous deviled egg. Ooh, when in yes. doubt, and vegetable platters. And then yes. Sadie, you make the balloon art. Any balloon art? Well, so, does, or- so does bourbon. Bourbon and I have kind of competing ways of doing balloons. Do. You can find a blog about it. Yeah, There's you can read our blog about the two different ways. My way and Sadie's way. They're both excellent ways. They get it done and they look amazing. Yeah, yes. but definitely it, it is easier than you think. And I think it's also good that we have a very creative crew. So, I mean, I know for my, my son's first birthday and in Hawaii, the cakey first birthday is a way bigger deal than it is anywhere and in it's, the it's nation. It's the biggest birthday. It's the biggest birthday. It's like a ginormous party. And I think I had a hundred people there. It was a ridiculous amount of people, but I was able to delegate like, okay, F-bomb, I need you to make the little pennant in front of his smash cake chair thing and I just handed it off like you're gonna make this like here's some inspiration pictures make me something I don't have time for that and like you're in charge of this I need you to bring you know a watermelon shaped like a boat or whatever like there's I I I definitely call on the talents of my friends just like in burlesque you call on you know who's gonna be able to to pull together and get get it done and and rely on and you you pull on those people and I think it's with just like burlesque you you find your core people who you know are talented and you pull on that talent and exploit it and you know when they need you, you're going to be right there. And when you need Absolutely. them, they're going to be right there exactly. and kind of help. But exactly. at the same time, like before I met you, ladies, I had kids before, and I didn't have this amazing group of girlfriends to help me throw parties. So one of the best birthdays I ever threw for Jack because he was little, he didn't have a lot of friends. I think he was three or four. I rented a bouncy castle and set it up in my backyard for eight hours. And Jack went down that bouncy castle slide 182 times. He never had to wait in line. I didn't have to buy food for anybody. And he was so happy. So like, you know, I think of my sister who's got three kids, her twins, two jobs, all this doesn't, I mean, she has friends, she has me and stuff, but she doesn't have this amazing cabaret and cocktail support. So she has to do a lot of stuff on her own. So just maybe sometimes the party doesn't have to be that big if you're all by yourself. Don't stress yourself out. Like I said, yeah. Jack was stoked having nobody here and he could just go down that slide as many times as he wanted. 
when it, you know, if worse comes to worse, like I said, Amazon has basically a party in the box. Like I bought that for like, we had a kind of a second birthday party for my daughter and I found unicorn decorations and it had oh, wow. the balloons, it had the plates, it had everything that you need in a box and you order it and it, and it comes and it's got everything. And then it was easy. My, yeah. um, my nephew wanted a, uh, a, a motorbike birthday party and they found the thing and they ordered it and they got it and it worked perfectly for him. That's what he wanted. They got pizza and, and it was perfect. Well, I was just thinking, I mean, besides birthday parties, but F-Bomb, you just hosted that, uh, well, not just recently, but a couple months ago, you had that Halloween dinner party. I mean, I guess my invite got lost in the mail because I wasn't. Oh, we were still, under, we're still <laughs> but, under the, the five, you know, the, the five people indoor rule at the time. Oh, <laughs> Is that really a rule? Oh my God. I didn't get an invite either, Lily. But that dinner party. Well, though you're, you did. Really it just cool. got lost. That one got lost. So I know like F-Bomb, she, you always have great decorations, like at, you know, coming up now it's almost Christmas. Your house is awesome with the decorations, but like you, how do you plan your decorating your fabulous dinner parties? What, it, what is your tricks? Cause you're a great host. I reuse crap ton of decorations always. Mm. Um, yeah. I always keep a happy birthday banner on hand. They are handy at a pinch. Wow. But she's all, you know, I also think that FOM is very considerate of the dynamic of her group because obviously not this last year because, or the year before that, but I don't even remember what year it was. It was a long time ago because stupid COVID has warped my sense of time, but it was pre COVID. <laughs> we had a, you had a large Friendsgiving party at your house and we didn't all know each other. Even we knew each other like acquaintance style, but we didn't know each other. And so you had the cute little like icebreaker questions on everybody's plate and it was just adorable and I I appreciated that touch because I didn't know the people sitting next to me on either side and was I pregnant I just had a kid I don't know it was awkward I I was pregnant oh yeah that's right I think I just announced my pregnancy yeah like a few weeks before so I was like oh it's like I'm pregnant hey guys I can't drink (laughs) Uh, yeah okay so yeah it was I was pregnant but it was very it was a very cute and she always does that, having those special touches. Yeah. And I think that translates also to production in burlesque because when we put on a burlesque show, we have our VIP packages and it's all about the special touches, little small things that small things that don't necessarily have to cost a lot, but mean something, have an impact on, on someone. And, and I know the, in the past, the more, yeah, the more personalized you can make an experience for someone, the, the bigger the yeah. impression, the more endearing. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be expensive. And we've talked about in kids parties, the whole party favor bag thing. And it it gets out of hand. Sometimes you just have these expensive gifts, basically buying friendships, but it doesn't have to be that way. It can just be something adorable and cute and small. And uh, it doesn't, and it could just be your kid's handprint and a thank you card that you give out. I mean, I think it's, it doesn't have to be big. It's, it's the small touches that make a difference. A lot of times with parties, it should be more about the experience than what you get. Absolutely. Party favors are fun for kids, but they're going to forget about that. They're going to remember the things that you do. And so like we threw bourbon, a a shower kind of, we helped throw bourbon, a shower. And (laughs) I can, we came up with all these things that I thought would be perfect for bourbon, but the group we had, we didn't, it didn't quite work for, but know like, your audience. Hours, know your audience. The audience, <laughs> yeah, know the audience. I didn't know the audience. Let's be honest. I knew like three people at that baby shower. And I was, was like, this is perfect. 
perfect. These are perfect for bourbon. If, if everybody, anybody knows her, this would be perfect for her. And then like, now nobody knew her and everybody was like, I don't know what to do with this. Was that this what we just- were drinking out of her trunk bar at the top <laughs> of the driveway? Was that her baby shower? Where yes. we were trunk bar at the top of the driveway? <laughs> we were, I mean, it was so weird. It was so weird. It's okay. But so, um, I've thrown, I've thrown several baby showers at this point and I hate baby shower games. I love baby shower activities. I don't yeah. like the games where you're competing, like doing silly, like the, the candy don't bar Don't say stuff. baby. Yeah. Don't oh, say yeah, no. That's not our style. You know? So I'm always trying to find new activities that are like activities and not necessarily games. So for my like sister- face swapping one is my favorite. Which one? What? Swapping? The face swapping one where we had little pictures oh, yeah, of your yeah. eyes and pictures of dot com's eyes that and then your height. mouth and we created baby, the baby, build a baby workshop. Yeah. Oh, that was good. Yeah. But my sisters, my we did, we did like head, like fascinators and headbands at my, at my last shower, we did, we did like crowns type thing, make your own DIY type stuff. And then I always try to do things that get you thinking and, but yeah, I'm always looking for good activities rather than games necessarily. We made Although, those baby onesies, right? Isn't that what we made for bourbon? We made the monster onesies. I the love monster onesies. monster onesies. Yeah. And like they were the best. Of there kind of got the monster onesies. So I, I got all these onesies. I dyed them different colors. They were just plain colors. And I got this iron on vinyl that I kind of cut shapes out of. And yeah. you could make monster faces. So the onesie so itself good. was a monster face. It was awesome. It's awesome. And it was good because it wasn't like puffy paints. It was really low mess. You didn't yeah, get yeah. paint. You didn't have to worry about it drying right. or right. yeah. Well, they turned out so did, cute. I made well, the bad advice book, which I thought was great, and nobody went for it. Like yeah. give bad give advice. bourbon some bad advice, and oh, nobody went for it. So bummed. It's okay. That's why she has us. She's like, I don't need it in a book. I'm just listening yeah. to you girls. <laughs> No need I make enough mistakes on my own, ladies. I don't need your help. So, so I think the bottom line is for either doing a burlesque show or throwing a birthday party, Pinterest. Yes. They're <laughs> on Pinterest. Pinterest <laughs> See what Pinterest says. Yeah. And Amazon. Pinterest and Amazon. Find what you like. Discard what you don't. Do what you can. Make it your own. Fun. I think well, the main I, I thing is, say, yeah. is have fun. Yeah, have fun. And, and, and the fact that, like, I know, like, Amazon, that's not like people's most favorite person right now, but we live on a rock in the middle of the ocean. We don't have great craft stores or costume nope. things. Like we're very nope. limited. So by necessity, we have no choice. I've just, that's my little disclaimer. Yeah, <laughs> I have to agree with that because me, even now that I live in a city that has infinite choices, hmm. I still and will sometimes, zero. yeah, and the shipping, well, shipping is amazing here, but uh, because it's free always. But I still sometimes rely on Amazon because I'm comfortable. I mean, I shopped on Amazon for 15 years because it was the only option I had right. on Maui. And now mm-hmm. it's just like, you know what? I know it's not everybody's favorite, but sometimes I don't want to have to go to the store. I don't want to have to discover a new store in a city. Well, there I've is no new to. store. Like, I well, for you guys, but for me. Costumes. Oh, for you. But yeah, for yeah. me, there's all these new stores. I'm like, yeah, I should go out mm-hmm. and discover. But I don't, I don't have time to like drive yeah. to the other side of Houston and figure yeah. out, find this. I mean, maybe I will. But right now, like, I, I don't have time for that. So I, I do still rely on a tried and true Amazon. And it's not, 
ideal because it's not, you know, shopping small and, and all that. But yeah, I would recommend, I would highly recommend Etsy. Oh, for yeah, sure. There's some amazing things you can find, especially when it comes to party throwing. When you're throwing a party and you need like, first, especially like a first birthday party, oh my God, Etsy has everything you need on Etsy. They do. I, that is definitely a go to. And that's, I mean, it's a little bit more, a little bit better ethically than Amazon. Yeah. But they have great craft stores. That's where I find a lot. Because like just trying to find velvet trims or elastics or colored taffeta like they're what fabric store we have what two fabric stores on maui yeah and they have aloha fabric so but yeah i think really want aloha print right i try etsy first but then if you're like well that's then amazon is always a a a good go option as well Well, i feel like sorry my dogs i feel like in general too we when we do run events we we try to support local first oh definitely yeah, we found during, when we were doing our virtual events, uh, Miss F Bomb got us this really awesome hookup with a local company that was doing cocktail kits. Mm. So, Slight Detour on Maui was putting together Woo-hoo. these awesome cocktail kits where it was basically everything but the booze, and you get this like set of stuff to make all these awesome cocktails. And so, we did that for our VIP for our virtual shows where they got these cool cocktail kits and could make their own cocktails at home. So, you know, we, when we can, we'll, we'll try to support local, local as best as we can. It's just, it's limited when you live on an island. It really and know is. your limitations. When you're throwing an event, know your limitations. And it's okay to have limitations and you're not yeah. beholden to anyone. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think yeah. the bottom line is, is make sure you're having fun. If you're not having fun, you're not doing it right. Yeah, I love it. throwing parties because I love doing this type of thing. I love finding the games. I love doing that, but that's what I enjoy. If you're not enjoying it, don't do it. That's why you just it's rent a bouncy rude. castle and buy one person. Yeah. <laughs> or what about me? I love, I love doing the part, like setting up and like doing the crafts and getting a party. I don't like parties. I just like to make the decorations. <laughs> I feel like you I like it for the picture. More. The throwing the party than the actual party sometimes. Yeah, I'm a but, party people. Uh, but I, I like to I like to make people be like, oh my God, that's how did you do that? That's so amazing. It's like, yeah, I know I'm amazing. Take notes. You, yeah, take uh, notes. <laughs> be impressed. Be jealous. What's up? Make yes, I did put up party streamers in the entire inside of my apartment for a taco <laughs> Tuesday two-year-old. <laughs> that was you fun. and your taco Tuesday. Dude, that just was pre-COVID taco Tuesday. You know that what? Was I'm, it was epic. I had those streamers up in my house all through COVID because I kept them up because it was so freaking depressing <laughs> during COVID. It was a party every time I went home. And it was, it was, I was so glad that my child's birthday was literally like a week before COVID oh, hit because I would have been yeah. pissed if I'd had to cancel it that was... party. Oh, man. All right. Well, anything we're worth out. doing is worth overdoing. Oh, yeah. That's true. Now, now, yeah. Our, our, our tips for, for event planning are, if you're not having fun, you're not doing it right. And if it's worth doing, it's worth overdoing. Yep. Those, those two rules. Keep those rules delegate. in mind when you're, when you're Damn it. Delegate. And, delegate. and then Don't put a little afraid. glitter on it. Some rhinestones. Then, yeah. Make everything better. Just rhinestone yep. that shit up. <laughs> yeah, we didn't even talk about Lily's for 40th birthday party. That was an awesome oh, birthday party. That's its own episode. Ah, yeah, maybe two. Its own episode. Maybe two. We actually, we should do an episode about our 40th when there's more of us that are 40, not just me and Sadie. Yeah. Okay, well, or, wait no. a couple of months. 40 years old and I got a mammogram. <laughs> Woo. Okay, well, signing off for Burlesque Moms, <laughs> I am Sadie Vine. I am Miss Eva. 
I'm Lily Olay. And I'm Bourbon Lane. We hope you enjoyed us this week <laughs> and have a fabulous rest of your year. Well, that was another fun diversion. Now it's time to go wash the marker out of that freshly rhinestoned thong. If you liked today's show, please leave us a review on iTunes. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or burlesquemoms.com. Mm-hmm.